You are listening to Let's Be Inspired, our sweet little spot for female creatives and entrepreneurs to gather and communicate on the things that make our world turn and inspire us in our businesses. We are bringing you new friends, new advice, and best of all, new energy to help you thrive in this crazy world as a change maker. So what are we waiting for? Here's our host, glitter lover, and creative entrepreneur, Corey Rinskoff. are listening to episode number three, Let's Be Bookworms. Y'all, one of the big goals I have for myself this year is to read more books in order to help me succeed in business. Did you know that the average CEO reads 60 plus books a year? Okay, seeing how last year I read maybe three books that weren't steamy romance novels, and even that might be a stretch, I knew that going into this year that burying my nose in more books is a must. After hearing from other entrepreneurs that they too wanted to read more, I knew that starting a monthly book club was something we just had to do. Each month we meet up, chat about our pick of the month, dish on ways that we can incorporate the teachings of the book, ask for guidance and assistance from each other, and then use the awesome free worksheet that I create to help along the way. And I want this to be something that I can share with my listeners all over. So every month we'll be doing a sweet little book review right here on Let's Be Inspired. Our book pick for January was Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. And you guys, if you haven't read this book, do it. I am telling you, I could not put this book down. When I first heard about what it was about, I knew this would be a great foundational book to kick off our book club with. Basically, Donald peels back the layers of what makes some businesses succeed and what makes some fail. And you guys, it just makes so much sense. In this book, Donald breaks down the seven universal points that humans react to so that we can better understand how to market our own businesses in order to fall in line with these. Basically, he tells you everything you need to know to clarify your message so that you're not only getting your customer's attention, but so that you can get them to buy what you are selling. I'm telling you, he breaks it down in such a way that when you're reading it, you can see exactly what you should change when it comes to your business to fit into this framework, and more importantly, you understand why it's guaranteed to work. On today's episode, we are lucky enough to be joined by an actual certified story brand guide who just happens to live here in Charlotte. When Sloan heard that we picked up Donald's book for our very first meetup, he offered to come in and answer some of the questions we had. How cool is that? As if the book wasn't informative enough, we have our very own guide here to break down some of the steps a little more in depth. Tune in as Megan and I chat with Sloan about guys with glitter beards. Yep, you heard me right how to figure out your ideal client's problems that you want to solve, and then more importantly, how to be a servant to your hero. Let's dive in. So I did a little happy dance when I got Sloan's email that he was open to coming up to talking on our podcast and chat about building a story brand. As I mentioned earlier, Sloan is a certified story brand consultant, so that means he really knows his stuff when it comes to building the story brand framework. And you guys, I have to tell you, this morning when he popped into the studio, He has glitter in his beard. Like, (laughs) what a great guest, right? Yeah. So here we are, a podcast about inspiring women, hey, and men too, um, to just be their glittery selves. So we love it. This is going to be fun. So Sloan, before we dive into all things story brand related, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm from Dallas, Texas, born and raised Texan. It came to North Carolina to go to Davidson College in 2000, graduated in 2004, 
And so most of the time since graduating, I've been self-employed. I have a BA in English, and like most English majors, didn't use it for a long time. <laughs> right. And, and so I got working in construction through Habitat for Humanity, started painting houses, started a business, painting houses, and been running that for 10 years. And about eight years ago, no, uh, <laughs> about two years ago, really got involved with StoryBrand and became certified 18 months ago. Very cool. Okay. Well, we certainly love that. Okay. Tell us how you heard about StoryBrand. Okay. And got introduced. I had heard about StoryBrand right when it first started. The guy that created it, Donald Miller, is a well-published, famous author and had to figure out how to market one of his own companies. He's also a businessman and had an underperforming company. Long story short, um, when he went away to write another book, tried to figure out how to market his company and created what's become the story brand framework and his business, I think quadrupled in 18 months. Wow. Just by applying what became the story brand framework. And so I had bought something from his previously underperforming company after the, uh, they got their messaging right. And because of that, when he started introducing StoryBrand, was aware of it. For my painting company, I grew it all word of mouth, didn't have a website. I've been in business for over nine years before I had a website. And just because I thought it was a waste of money. I hated marketing. I knew how to network, but I hated marketing. It seemed like kind of, as one person put it to me once, it kind of seems like black magic. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? It seems like this big mysterious thing that nobody has to do, knows how to do, so I avoided it. But as I was hearing about StoryBrand, just because I was on his mailing list, I learned so much just from getting his emails every week. And I actually wanted to open the emails they sent me. And I was like, I know he's good because I want to open right. his emails. Yeah. And so that's how I heard about it. And it was on my radar to go to a StoryBrand workshop. For those of you that may not know, StoryBrand is a company. And what they do is basically teach and introduce their framework, um, mostly through workshops. They have live workshops and an online workshop. And they have the book, which is what, why we're here to right. talk about. And, and so they teach the framework. And I was always like, man, if I'm ever going to do more than just network to grow my business, I'm going to a story brand workshop. So once you went to story brand and kind of learned about the framework, what happened after you started implementing that into your business? Yeah. So I actually kind of went the weird route around. I, around the time I was looking at going to the workshop, they started certifying people. And so even though I'd been in construction, I'd been working on some writing projects on the side, and it just made a ton of sense to me to go and learn how to help business owners, starting with myself, implement um, the story brand framework. And so I used my painting company as a test case and I ran a print ad to give myself a deadline. I ran a print ad around July 4th of, it would have been 2017. Mm -hmm. And so I had a deadline, got my website up, but didn't have it done, okay. which is a key part of the story. I did almost everything that I needed, knew I needed to do. Um, 
and I'd learned from StoryBrand, but so fried from having to do it on my own that I just published a website and it looked as good as just about any business owner's website would. And about eight months or eight weeks later, I got on there and I was like, I have to finish this thing according to know what I know how to do. And I hadn't seen any hits from my website at that point. It was just kind of there. And so I went and finished implementing what I knew how to do. I put just a one, two, three, a simple plan for people to follow to just show it's easy to do business with me. And that week, my inquiries doubled. That's wow. amazing. Yeah, it, they doubled. It almost crushed my business. I went from, <laughs> I went from having enough work to having basically to play secretary. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So just based off of the teachings that you learned in the book, well, I guess you were following what you learned in the conference mm-hmm. or at the, the workshop, but... That is so cool that three easy steps, and I know he talks about that as one of his actual... It's his process, process. and plan that you're supposed to put in place. I get that. Yeah. I think it's very interesting what you said. Something that struck me was how you said, like, in the beginning, you didn't even have a website. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of entrepreneurs take this route that they just, like, they have a dream, and they want to get this business up and running, and... A lot of times marketing can fall by to the wayside because you don't even think about it. It's like, I'm not, I'm not a marketer. I shouldn't be doing this. So I think it's interesting that you even went through that and then you realized like, no, this is really what could make my business a, a full thing. Totally. And I think the marketing problem most business have, most business owners have is even worse because I think if there's something that people like less than marketing as a business owner, probably the only thing I can think of is taxes. And both of them, you tend to spend a lot of money and you don't get a return. Yeah. And, and so I think it's something business owners are like, hey, I have to do this. And there's a lot of misconceptions about what you're actually buying, I think, when you're going and buying a website or you're going and buying advertising, whether it's on the radio or in print or wherever it is. There's a lot of stuff you could waste your money on. Oh, people waste their money all the time. And because they're thinking, hey, I need to just get in front of people. Yeah. And then they get mad at the advertisers for saying, why aren't they think they're buying customers, but really they're just buying reach. They're buying an introduction, but they haven't given any thought into what they're actually saying. Mm -hmm. And if they hire a web developer, the web developer is great at building you a pretty website, but probably hasn't spent any time learning about how to say what needs to be said to convert potential browsers into buyers. Yeah. And, and so that's where I love about StoryBrand is it fills that kind of missing link that most people aren't thinking about when it comes to their marketing. I think it's interesting that it frames it in a way that I believe is easier for entrepreneurs to grasp onto like why it's so important for people Mm -hmm. to implement it well and I think too he does a great job throughout the book every single step of the way he gives you multiple different examples of businesses from all different industries of how they implemented it and what they did and for me that was like I have three different businesses so I could see based on what he was saying I'm like oh that fits into that side or that fits into that this is how I can see that for my business Mm -hmm. so I think that was really helpful too because once again I know I've spent a lot of money on marketing or people coming in saying like hey we'll get you in front of x amount of people but those aren't necessarily my target audience that I want to be in front of Um, so I think this is a really cool tool to have in your back pocket and I'm excited about it. So yeah, yeah. I'm excited to implement. So Sloan, what role do you play as a story brand guide? So as a guide, my role is to help people implement the story brand framework into their marketing. Story brand as a company 
focuses on teaching people the framework, whether it's through their book or through the online workshop or a live workshop, their role is to teach people the framework, whereas my role is to help people really refine their message and then broadcast it to the world in a way that makes sense and is going to get results. Okay. I love that. I do too. And one of the things that you and I talked about, and I think this is spot on because when we were having our book club meeting, one thing I noticed that was a common theme throughout that women were talking about was, well, but my business is so complex. I don't think that I can do that. And I think Donald addresses this in his teachings, but how do you, what do you think that a lot of people are doing when they're thinking about their marketing? I think most people are probably overthinking it mm-hmm. that when we're in our business and running it every day, it actually does feel really complex because we know all the moving parts. We know everything that we have to do to first get a customer and then um, do what we tell them that we're going to do. And sometimes it's really technical, but really what the customer, in their mind, it's normally not as complicated as it is in your mind, is that they have a pretty basic want or need and they're coming to you saying hey can you help me solve my problem and one of the great things about the framework is that as long as you can keep it simple you and say hey I'm a lawn care business as Don talks about in the book I'll help you cut your grass and make your lawn lawn greener than your neighbors as he jokes about (laughs) and that's a real thing if you're in a nice neighborhood you want your lawn to look amazing and so but if you're not going to tell the company, you're not going to tell your client, oh, I'm going to use this chemical and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do these 18 things to help make your lawn good, your co- client doesn't really care. They just want a green lawn. Yeah. And so as business owners, when we can take a step back and say, wait, what is it that my client wants? It helps us to kind of detach from what the nitty gritty. It really is true. Just to break it down to the basics of what it actually, what you're doing, what you're providing for the client, because all too many, I feel like as entrepreneurs, like we are, everybody's complex. Everybody's a complex person. Everybody's has a complex business, but like you said, people just don't care. Your clients don't care about the nitty gritty of what you have going on. They just Mm want to know how they can hire you and that's it. Yeah, and how you can solve the very simple, like, back to basic, what he talks about. And maybe you can dive into this a little bit. He talks about the different, what are the main wants that we want as human being and our desires? Like, it all every single thing falls into one of those categories, whether it's, you know, status or whether it's community, whether, you know, all of those things. I thought that was really cool for me to see, too, because I went through and kind of did an assessment of different businesses that I think about to... And, oh my gosh, they do fall into that. To, mm-hmm. they, each one of them falls into exactly, and the ones that I think that are really successful, um, they do all fall into one of those. So, like you said, I think we overthink it. Um, and yeah. I think the other thing that I love, and I love thinking about this, is I'm not the hero of my story. My client is the hero. And when I started thinking about things in that frame of mind, I think I may have been telling that story okay mm-hmm. and positioning my person and having a lot of empathy for my ideal client, but man, it totally changed the way I wanted to think about my business totally. and bringing them in, like my hero coming into our DIY studio, like what it is that they want. 
it is so much simpler than what I would have thought. So I think that's- it totally is. And to frame it that way is so powerful. And for me, that's my favorite mindset shift in the whole story brand process. Even more than the nitty gritty fun stuff as a writer and a communicator, I like helping people do is helping business owners make the shift to thinking about their business is saying, wait, if I think about this in terms of story, my client is the main character. My client is the hero and I'm the guide. They're Luke Skywalker, I get to be Yoda. And not only does talking about your business that way in your marketing really help, but the thing I get really excited about is helping people just make that mental shift and giving them the language to do that. Mm -hmm. Because when you make that shift, it takes so much of the pressure off. It takes the pressure off of sales because you're not trying to convince somebody to do something anymore. You're just helping um, helping them feel confident saying, hey, I believe you can help me get to where I wanna go. And so as a salesperson, you're not slimy anymore, you get to be a servant. And when you go and perform your service or go and and, uh, and sell your product, you're not worried about being like, ooh, I hope they like it, I hope they like it. You've already thought through saying, hey, I'm gonna do this in a way that's gonna serve you and add value. And, or with your employees even, instead of your employees coming to work and thinking, hey, wait, um, I'm just here to get a paycheck. And, oh, I know our company's mission state statement and it's pasted on the wall, but I couldn't tell you what it is to save my life. Yeah. When, you're, when even your employees know what your brand narrative is and knows that the customer is the main character and they're helping your customer get to where your customer wants to go, it can shift everything and even the way your employees interact with your customers because they're there now for more than just getting a paycheck or even just doing the cool things that they like doing in your business. They're there to help really serve and change people's lives. That's really cool. One quote that I took away from the book that like changed everything for me was the day we stop losing sleep over the success of our business and start losing sleep over the success of our customers is the day our business will start growing again. I loved that. When I read that, I felt like it changed just like my whole mindset because it really put it into perspective of the fact that the character or the hero is your client and that it took away the whole stress of like trying to make money. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like it forms it more in just a way of like, I'm helping people. Yeah. And I love that. I do too. Well, and... The next step after determining who your hero is, Mm -hmm. I think, is determining who your villain. And that was something that I saw a lot of people struggle with. I definitely did. I think that was hard. Well, because especially in our line of work or, like, we work with a lot of wedding industry people, it's like, oh, really? Is, like, our villain, like, rain on our wedding day? Or, you know, like, whatever it is, it it seems silly to make that into a villain but the reality is those are things that people are like this is something that stresses me out or megan who's a makeup artist she's like okay it's hard you know you want to you don't want to say like bad undertones on your makeup (laughs) or something but that's the villain like flashback yeah (laughs) i was trying to think of what that would be called but yeah so can you talk a little bit about to people determining who their villain is with through the storybook framework yeah so as far as your wedding industry goes, and you're just talking it out, it's like, she just said what her villain is and she doesn't even realize it. The villain is stress. Yeah. 
It's so not it can be that simple. Your, yeah. It doesn't That's have a, to we're be. We're overthinking it even we're now. Overthinking. <laughs> I'm like, ah, yeah. Okay. And so <laughs> as you're going through the framework or working through the book and trying to figure out ooh, what the villain is, um, that's one of the easiest parts, even more than just what does my character want? Oh, thanks, Sloan. It's, no, 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 no. I was going to say, I, I, I broke my sentence up weird. It's one of the, it's one of the easiest things to overthink. Yes. It's one of the hardest things to get right, but it's one of the easiest things to overthink because really when you're thinking through the problem that your customer is having, it can be tempting to want to just attach a villain to it and write that till it dies. But really what you want to do is think through, wait, what are the problems that my customer is having that's causing them to come to me? What, um, what do they want? They want a nice wedding, for right. instance. They want it to be beautiful. But the problem is they don't have a ton of money. Or they don't know who to trust to help make their wedding day the success they want want it to be and that makes them feel stressed and so the external problem creates an internal reality that they're trying to overcome and then it makes it even worse is you feel like it shouldn't be that way right you know it's like oh my wedding day and planning up to it should be one of the happiest times of my life and I'm pulling my hair out I want my hair to be pretty (laughs) you know (laughs) and if I don't have any hair left I don't know what I'm gonna do and so um, and so what you want to do when you're thinking through your customer story is just think through the problems that they're experiencing and then if you can attach quote unquote a villain to it great okay but if you can't don't worry about it. like i said as i started to answer your question like the villain for what you're encountering is stress right and and if you can't make it um kind of that or personify something mm-hmm. you normally don't want to touch <laughs> the villain because you'll end up Maybe in a lawsuit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, my favorite villain of any commercial would have to be the little mucus from Mucinex. Oh, oh my gosh. Like it they did a, me out though. Oh, it's definitely <laughs> gross. But they did such a good job. Like he's he's the villain and he's yeah. like coming in and they personified something. And so I, I kind of get that a little bit more after hearing you talk about it because I think I was just lumping my villain and my problem and I was just attaching the two of them together so Mm -hmm. for my my DIY space like one of my the problems that I see women have is you know they they don't feel like they have a community or they don't have connection so loneliness was kind of one of my problems that I was trying to solve and Mm -hmm. I think I was trying to attach that to my villain and how do I do that Um, so it definitely stumped me up a little bit too Mm -hmm. So that's that's interesting to know that you don't have to necessarily spend as much time on that one. So Yeah, you want to spend a ton of time thinking about and articulating your customer's problem, but if you can't personify it in a villain, it really doesn't matter because then when you go and apply it to your marketing collateral, what's really going to um, draw the attention of your customers and make it feel like you get them is when they're reading all the problems that they're experiencing and feeling when they're reading that in your marketing collateral. And if you can personify it in a fun way, like the Mucinex mucus, or um, like in my painting company, I normally talk about sloppy Joe painters ah. and, and I hire us so you don't hire a sloppy Joe. Okay. And, 
And so if you can do it in kind of a funny way and personify a villain that way, great. But otherwise, what your customers really need to hear is that you get them. Okay. And the biggest way to, for them to understand that you get them is saying, hey, is articulating what their problems are. Mm-hmm. Articulating what their problems are and then showing that you have some empathy for them, right? Totally. That's what I was going to yeah, say. That's the next empathy, step. Yeah, that's yeah. the next step. I thought that was, that was a big one that I think people gloss over. I think that a lot of times people jump straight into being like, I'm the authority on it, which Mm -hmm. I know that's a big step in the framework, but if you don't show people that you understand where they're coming from, then how can you say... That you can be the guide. Right, that you can be their guide. Um, And I think, stepping back for me on my wedding planning side of the business that I have, I work with girls that don't have a lot of money to plan their wedding. And I remember when I first started telling the story about it, I felt weird being like, I know exactly how you, you felt because I didn't have any money to plan my wedding. And but somehow it made me feel weird, like telling people that and, but still trying to be the authority. But I think it makes people understand that I know where they're coming from. I know what it's like to be in their shoes and they've seen me, you know, plan weddings or do these mm-hmm. things that turn into something different. So, yeah, I love yeah. that being, I think being able to step into a vulnerable role in the sense that you're showing empathy towards them is really important in any business that we create. Yeah, Yeah, totally. And just to give a little bit of an example, one person that we talk about every now and then in the story brand guide community is Oprah. Talk about somebody that's the guide. Yeah. We love Oprah. Yeah. We have the same birthday. And so so, really that's what Oprah and I just celebrated this week. So yeah. And so, but we talk about Oprah because she's literally a billionaire because she learned how to play the guide. Mm -hmm. If you think about Oprah, um, I don't sit there and binge watch her show, but don't lie, don't (laughs) lie. She was basically like the world's like first influencer. It feels like like true influencer, you know? Yeah. But the way that she did that is she said, "Hey, I understand you, and I can help you overcome your problem." Mm -hmm. Like really, of all the major celebrities, like really, how much do we know about Oprah? Almost nothing. Right. But because she only talks about herself in terms of empathy and authority. Ah. Oh, wow. That is so... I'm going to look at Oprah in a whole new way now. Yeah. That is so interesting. I never thought about that. And so one of the things as business owners that we can really learn from that is you don't want to necessarily make a t-shirt or you could saying, hey, we're going to be like Oprah. Yeah. (laughs) But when you talk about your business, the only way you want to talk about your business is if you're establishing empathy, saying, hey, I get you. And sometimes in your marketing collateral, that's all you need to say. It's saying, hey, we get it. We know what it's like. We can help you overcome your problem. And you can talk about yourself in your business all day long as long as you're doing those two things. But as soon as you start talking about how your grandfather started the business or how even long you've been in business, sometimes it helps establish authority, but not always. Right. Um, or all the cool things you're doing in the community or about all of your staff and all the little quirks and things that they have, it doesn't necessarily matter unless it's establishing empathy and authority. And so I feel uh, like that's, I mean, in the book, he talks about like adding noise, like mm -hmm. a lot of marketing is noise. And I think a lot of that, we all get caught up in that idea that like our customers need to know everything about us and we need to be like the face of the company. And, but then you actually realize like, if you're not focusing on the empathy, then there's not, why would they care? Not that not yeah. that they don't care, but why would they want to hire you as? I mean, they probably see you more as a friend than an authority or guide figure. Totally, and we put it in terms of Star Wars again. Star Wars yeah. is the movie about Luke Skywalker. 
when Yoda or Obi-Wan Kenobi comes in the scene, we know maybe a little bit about him. But really, when you think about Yoda and Star Wars, how much do we really know about him? Not Nothing. anything. Yeah. But could have Luke gotten where he was going without Yoda? Absolutely not. And so if we can think about talking about our businesses like Yoda, maybe not in the little crazy <laughs> ways that he talks. So I don't yeah, have to but, paint my face green? No, no. Or, uh, <laughs> or talk in weird sentences. But... If we can think about communicating or help, saying, hey, I can help you get to where you want to go, spend time with me, spend a little money with me, and you'll become the success that you want to be, yeah. that's how we want to position our brands. That's amazing. I think that's really cool. Yeah. So one of the things that I, we talked about a little bit to, when we were preparing for this podcast was a lot of the people that we're trying to target and the heroes of our story are already in the middle of their own story. Totally. So. How do you, as a guide, how do you help people kind of target that? First of all, realize where their heroes are, but then target that and speak to that. And so to, to use business talk, basically your hero is your target audience and, or your target market, your mm -hmm. ideal customer. And when we're thinking about our business and thinking about our marketing, we need to realize, like they're, like you said, they are in the middle of their story, is that they have somewhere they want to go, they have something they want, but they're having problems getting there. And so um, by the time you as the guide are in, or come into the movie or come into their lives, so to say, um, you're already in the middle of the story. And so like we talked about a minute ago, that's why empathy and authority are so important. And as a guide, one of the things that I help my clients do is really think through and talk through um, and be a sounding board for just figuring out how to connect with people there. And, and, uh, and most people, when they think about it, know that, oh, this is why they're coming or this is what they want. But it's something about just talking with people or, um, or having somebody coach you through something that just makes you makes it better. And so that's a lot of what my focus is, is really helping people um, figure out the language that isn't just going to um, pique people's interest, but really connect and drive, drive, drive your message and how you can help them home. Mm -hmm. That's hey, awesome. if you confuse, you lose. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, he does, he yep. says that. Um, that's the story brand mantra. If you confuse, you lose. And not just, not just customers, but you lose out on really the impact that your brand and your company can make in people's lives. You lose your why, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, one of the most helpful things for me in my own businesses, like you said, is just remembering your why. Mm -hmm. Is that instead of like having your why in some like words emission statement or something, you have it in terms of a story. Yeah. And so it's intuitive. And so when you're in the middle of your story... You know, when you're in the middle of helping your client and something goes wrong or something doesn't go according to plan or your client's being a pain in the butt, sometimes they are, um, you can take a step back and remember saying, wait, my job is to play the guide. I know what my customer wants. I notice increasingly in talking with my own customers, um, instead of talking about it the way that I want to talk about it, I use words that they care about mm -hmm. because I know what they're interested in and what what will connect with them and know saying, Hey, my job is for them to know, or for me to communicate to them that I care and I can help them. Yeah. And, 
And so as a guide, I do that. And as business owners, it's just really powerful. One of my favorite things too about Story Brand Encourage, go buy the book, dive into this, is not only will it help you be a better business owner, but you'll literally, it's so intuitive, you'll use it all the time. Yeah, I agree. You use the framework all the time. like, And just because it'll help you think very quickly from the other person's shoes and then connect with them because communication yeah. marketing is basically paid communication yeah right and communication <laughs> yeah. is all about connecting with the other person in a way that matters to them and them understanding in the process what matters to you too but ultimately in communication if you're going to communicate well it's connecting with the other person and they're the most important thing and uh, in the they're the most important important I can't talk right now in that <laughs> okay. in that um conversation and so quick funny story like I've literally used I'm single and I'm not plugging that on a women's <laughs> pod, entrepreneur podcast like, by the way I'm he was like yeah. he was like this works out well for me no. like, a, a good audience base. no so I, long story short I had a had to have a DTR with somebody I determined the relationship talk so she was interested in me and it wasn't vice versa and I instead of running from it like I have in the past I realized wait I care about this person we need to have a conversation. I want it to go well. Mm-hmm. I literally used the story brand brand script <laughs> for 10 minutes and thought about it. Hey, what, um, what I'm going to initiate this conversation. I'm going to play the guide. I care about her. I want to communicate that. And I also want our relationship to go well. And my responsibility is to guide the conversation or the guide the relationship into a mutually healthy place so i brand scripted it for five or ten minutes and had the best hard conversation i've ever had in my life that's amazing i think donald miller just found his new outlet for the story brand guys <laughs> i think that um story brand up, relationships but but that's so smart and once i get past like the giggle fit of me thinking about you writing down on this big piece of paper yeah. um like your breakup plan <laughs> and the conversation like the problem all of that um the empathy and authority how we're gonna prove that i think that's a really thoughtful and cool thing to do um i think it's amazing the story run framework what you were just saying like it really does put you in a place of like stop thinking so damn much about yourself exactly like just think about other people around you and again, I mean, I'm like the quote master today, but I love, <laughs> I love today. quotes. He says something in the book, and I don't have the exact quote, but he says, like, always give more than you're taking. Like, mm-hmm. you should never be too afraid to be too generous. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And I think everybody should implement that into their business. Like, don't ever be afraid of giving too much value. Because as you, if you put your place, if you put yourself in a place as the guide, people will always want to come back to you. Totally. I mean, that, that's so true. And... I know when I first started my business, I was like, well, but I'm selling that part. So how do I give some of that away? And it was really hard for me to let go of some of that. And I know he talks about that quite extensively in the book too. But I look at some of the people that I follow, like Jenna Kutcher, who she gives away like everything. Everything. Mm -hmm. And I end up buying stuff from her because I'm like, if she's giving me this much value for free, I can only imagine what else is behind. Even if it's the same stuff, just in a different way. And a lot of times it is like a lot of times it's not anything that much more in depth than what I've already learned from her. But it's almost that loyalty that I feel towards her. 
But speaking of glitter, I have it all over the chair right now. Yeah, that's uh, it's hey, all over it everywhere. Yeah, I know it happened. I think it's awesome. Um, I'm just curious, like, what kind of meetings you have next? Yeah, <laughs> with this glitter be- beard. I think it's perfect. I'm we also look- curious from a makeup standpoint. How'd you get that in there? <laughs> for, from gel and water and. You really thought this through. I like it. I've done it before. It it is like, it's right on brand too, because it's pink with a little, Mm -hmm. is is there gold or silver? I don't know. It's 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 silver silver and blue. I couldn't find the gold one. Okay. So there's a little blue and silver, because I didn't want to go all pink. I thought about all pink. Okay. So. I like it. Well, we really appreciate that. Staying on brand for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, I dug around. I was like, where's the pink one? I couldn't find that. (laughs) So you own glitter. I like this too. Just for the beard. Just for the beard. Yes. You don't don't have to lie. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we do a lot of arts and crafts around here. We love a good glitter project. Um, Okay. Before we let you go, I just have a couple last questions for you. First and foremost, if someone is looking to get involved with implementing the Story Brand Foundation, what would you say the very first step would be? I would say if you, this is the first time you've ever heard about Story Brand or if you've heard about it a little and haven't done anything yet, I would recommend one of two things. Um, first thing is you could just turn off the podcast, hit pause, and go buy Donald Miller's book right now, mm-hmm. Building a Story Brand. The book is awesome, it's easy to read, it's easy to implement, there's exercises throughout the book that make it really easy to apply what what he talks about and so that'd be the absolute first thing that I would do and then story brand is also really great you're talking about being generous and giving away a lot of stuff about creating really awesome material for business owners they have I'm not meaning to plug another person's podcast on yours. Hey, no, that's but cool. No, their podcast is awesome. Um, and it's not always about marketing. It's mostly about just being a better business leader. Yeah. And uh, they just created a YouTube channel. And that about, it seems about half the time they're talking about marketing, half the time they're talking about becoming a better business leader. And so I would go and do those two things, two or three things immediately. And then if you want to learn more, you can go to a story brand workshop and, or if you start getting into the book or go to a workshop and just saying, Hey, I really believe in this. I need some help. That's where a guide comes in. Mm -hmm. And if you've really enjoyed or really benefited from just kind of us talking through the framework, um, like go dive more into story brand. And then if you're saying, hey, wait, I want to make sure I'm implementing this well. The guide community, I'm one of the guides, but is great in terms of being able to help you articulate your message better and apply it to your website, apply it to your email marketing, apply it to PDFs so that you can download um, from your website or all sorts of other things. There's a lot of people that work in social media. There's guides that build websites. I focus more on... Um, being a message coach and and uh, I'm taking a break from copywriting at the moment gotcha. and but I'm focusing more on just helping people make sure their message is awesome and then coaching them through how to implement it in their website so working with their designer or their team to make sure that the hard work that they do of articulating the story 
um, that the brand is telling actually gets told really, really well. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So how many actual guides for Story Brand are there? There's about 350 right now, uh, mostly in America, but there's, all, there's some all over the world. And they're awesome. I had a social media question for one of my clients and probably the leading um, story brand guy that works in social media, it's all he does, is in Australia New Zealand. And so I spent 45 minutes one day talking with him over FaceTime about social media and how to apply, help my client apply story brand to social media. That's cool. So you guys know like the different people in your in your group that have big strengths here or big strengths there and you can rely on them. So that's totally that's a neat value add, I feel like, for anybody that's looking to have a story brand guide on board with them because that's neat that you have other resources that you can pull from. Um, I will also say the podcast, I read the book and I was like just searching through some story brand stuff and I am finding so much value in the podcast and I have, and I've been telling everybody about it. I mean, <laughs> she has. I have, yeah, because it's not only, I mean, they have, they're great characters, like him, Donald Miller, and <laughs> his JJ co-host. They're, they're funny. Like, it, they keep you interested in the podcast, and it really is, one of the main things I love about it is Donald Miller himself is still showing, like, empathy and vulnerability by, like, he has his guests on and he's still learning totally somebody might say something as as a guest and he's like oh my god i love that i'm going to like we have to implement that into story brand and it's so cool because it just like i think it puts it into perspective for you to say like every we are all still learning Mm -hmm. like we're all still growing and we can all help each other to get to where we want to be oh that's awesome yeah Yeah. definitely well we'll definitely listen to to the podcast it's great yeah go listen (laughs) to the podcast well, we are super ready to start implementing all of this into our business, and we can't wait to see what kind of big moves this helps us make. But Sloan, we have one last question. Outside of glitter, what <laughs> inspires you and gets you pumped when it comes to all things business-related? I think my favorite thing right now in business is learning how to be a better business owner and helping other people do the same thing. And so, because I think if we're honest, as business owners, being a business owner is hard. You get into it because you're excited about it. You have a skill or idea that you know is going to add value to the world. But nobody tells you that most of your role as a business owner actually isn't doing all that. You know, you have to wear your, all the hats. You have to be the accountant, you have to be the marketer, you have to be the strategist, you have to um, be the salesperson, you have to be the customer support rep. The you person to do, that scrubs toilets. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. you have to do everything. And, and so that's probably right now what I'm most passionate about because after being self-employed for 10 years, I'm like, there's so many things that you can just do wrong. And that's part of the process, but I'm really passionate about helping people be better business owners. That's one reason I love being a, being a guide is because, is because marketing is one of the biggest headaches for most business owners. And I love being able to help people transition from it being a headache and a chore or something they feel really uncertain about to something they're really confident about. They probably you know, enjoy it at a certain point. Though. And enjoy it, yeah. yeah. And just even the shift in you can go and read the book and do what the book says and develop your one-liner and just the shift that 
I've seen in people when they network from going, talking about their business from kind of being like a nervous middle school boy, like going yeah. up to ask um, this girl to dance at the middle school dance and just not knowing what to say and messing it up every time, just being calm and cool and collected because you know it's not about you anymore. You know you have something to give to the world. You know you have value to add and you can communicate it in a way that matters to other people. And so I get really excited about that in terms of story brand, but just in general. And, and one thing I wanted to say, just knowing this for women entrepreneurs, it's kind of along those lines, is like what you have to give and your idea is really valuable. And I would encourage you just to go for it. I listened to the last podcast, getting ready for this one, and noticed that one of the things that researchers have figured out that holds women back in business is it being risk averse. Right. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to encourage you guys to actually use that, but kind of harness that weakness into a strength. Because, um, and the way I would encourage you to do that is, is really dive into learning how to be excellent business owners. Let's change that narrative. That's what I love. Totally. Then let's change that narrative. Well, and I think it gives us the opportunity because we are risk averse and we have like a little bit of that self doubt. That also means we have such a wealth of empathy to play into our businesses, and Mm -hmm. we know what those people are looking for because we are right there. And it's one of those things that I think make women so diverse when it comes to business. Totally, and so. You know, like one thing that you can do that I know women are better at than men is asking for help. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so harness that for your business and say, go, I'm going to go and learn. I'm not going to just have an excellent product or service. I'm going to be awesome at business. And one of the things I've realized from watching with, that I think maybe could hold you back from that, just from working with some of my female business owner clients, all of whom are amazing and all of them who totally impressed me. Uh, but there's kind of a common thread that it can be really hard to value yourself yeah. and spend the time and money necessary to really like grow personally and really say, wait, I'm, I'm valuable um, and I'm worth it to spend this time to work on my business instead of answering all these urgent emails. Or I'm valuable enough as a business owner just to take a freaking break. Yeah, right. <laughs> and not run myself into the ground. Like, women business owners are amazing to me because you normally have not just a business to run, but a house to run. And a family and, to and run. And a family to yeah. run. And all the other cool things that you're doing in the, in the middle of that. And it's okay to take a break. And uh, one of my favorite quotes that changed my life a few years ago was by a guy named Michael Hyatt, is that you can get done more done in 30 to 40 hours of rested, focused work than you can in 50 to 60 or more of your normal. Mm-hmm. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, but I was just like, what you have to say and what you have to do adds value, value yourself, dive into resources like this that help you become a better business owner because the better business owner you are, the more um, the way you can change the world and add life and sparkle or glitter or whatever else, else you want to add to the world, the more you're going to be better be able to serve people while um, feeling great about it and not being burnt out. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we're, we're all on board with... Um finding ways to add glitter and sparkle and making making the world run. But 
we really appreciate you sitting down with us and diving into building a story brand. You guys make sure that you check out our show notes for where you can find Sloan and where you can find out more about building a story brand with Donald Miller. We also have a sweet little printable that we whipped up for our book club that we're sharing below. So grab that too. Thanks again for joining us. And as always, cheers and let's be inspired. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. Woohoo!